now recording. The silliness. Well, yeah, but I I have to admit, I have decided, I think I'm going to pick up a heroin habit and go get a whole bunch of tattoos. Okay. Uh, You saw all of those starlets falling for, like, scrawny blonde dudes? Yes. Yeah. I don't think any of them actually have done heroin. I think, like, it's all different varieties of things. Like, one of them is just a vegan. (laughs) (laughs) Which is tantamount to doing heroin, so... Yeah, I mean, if you have to do one or the other, I think uh, the heroin thing might actually be a little healthier. (laughs) For you, especially. the physical results are the same. (laughs) There you go. Heroin makes you way less gassy than being a vegan. No. Fair oh, point. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> you are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode 229. Yeah. Heroin and vegans. <laughs> this is the Give Me Five podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. This week we're going to talk about pop culture, entertainment, movies, music, books, Florida, whatever caught our eye. My name is Best Car Betty, and I'm joined by the Outbreak Jawa. That would be me. Hello. How, how are you feeling there, buddy? Oh, man, I've seen better days. So, can we tell the listeners why you weren't here sure. last week? Well, he had an STD. <laughs> it was one of the bad ones where, where fire literally launches out of his penis. I could use a good STD We right did now. use it to roast some marshmallows, though. I'm not going nice. to lie. It was good. It was good. They tasted a little was, weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the... Give me five podcast luau's are are lit, uh, so, so to speak. speak. And it and it was weird. After the marshmallows were crispy on the outside, they still ended up with with white spots showing through. Oh, oh. <laughs> was <laughs> was that too far? Really, that was the line. <laughs> no, Omar was sick with the vid, but he is uh, he was exhausted. He was tired. But he seems to be feeling better now, although still exhausted and tired. I'm still. Quite, I'm. He's, I am tired. He's still exhausted. And tired. I am. I am. I'm. I'm pretty. It's. Uh, so is he really feeling better then? I am feeling better though. Yes. Okay. Definitely better. Just, um, just really beat. Just tired. Just worn down. I'm back at work. Everything's cool, but um, just tired. Like I've been coming home every day. I'm really and glad we canceled the pre-show kissing. Yeah. Because that would have been a problem. Well, wait, we did. <laughs> Omar, you lied to me. I'm sorry. I make no apologies for it, actually. No, I'm not sorry. Worth it. <laughs> uh, yeah. This week, we're going to talk about... You didn't ab- announce me. Didn't I? No, no. no we, cause I, cause nobody I cares. This we, week, we're going to... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also joined by Dewback Dung. There it is. Hi. <clears throat> Nobody cares. 
who I am. Oh my god, that was funny. <laughs> Just the guy that has every recording we've ever said. Rob's on fire today. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about the book trilogy, The War of the Archons. We're going to talk about the show The Blacklist, and a spoiler-filled conversation about the Mandal- I mean, the Book of Boba Fett. Oh, wow. Yeah. See what you did there. Uh, so, uh, yeah. That was already kind of a spoiler. Um, it totally was. <laughs> so, <clears throat> this is a review show. There will be spoilers. I'm not going to say probably, because there's going to be spoilers today. Um, we're going to try to avoid major twists, although I, I can't really think of a major twist for uh, Book of Boba Fett. But, um, so if you're, if especially Book there's of Boba Fett ship. or anything else that we're talking about that you may have not maybe seen or read yet, um, just use your own caution. Um, you can always come back and, and listen later. Okay, is that fair? Is that a fair? I would say that's a fair, right? Fair description? Yeah, I think that's good. That, that is definitely a fair. Okay. It's an affair yeah. to remember. Yeah, I think that works. Uh, there's, I don't think there was much news this week. No, but there is always some news. Yeah, there's nothing much entertainment. I even typed in entertainment news because there was nothing else really visible, and like everything was Kardashian based. And... Well, but everything but, about uh, Florida is entertaining. Not everything, but <laughs> I would like to present today's Florida story, though. So I've we're gonna out of the. I have been out of the Florida loop, so this will be a surprise to me. We're gonna jump right into WTF, and we're gonna jump into a story. That I can relate to. Because I understand your pain. Mr. Martin Jose Alvarez. Mr. Martin Jose Alvarez is a resident of Cape Coral. And he was at the local Waffle House (laughs) on Wednesday when the police were called about a disturbance. And when they arrived, he was heard yelling at the staff, you better cook the fucking bacon right. He was having a tantrum and yelling expletives about how the staff at Waffle House cooked his bacon. And the police showed up and asked him to come outside, and he refused. (laughs) So they threatened to tase him. Oh, my God. Because he was out of control. And he was arrested and charged with disorderly intoxication, resisting arrest, and intent to do violence. And, Mr. Alvarez, I completely understand. (laughs) (laughs) You better not fuck up my bacon. (laughs) I, I... Uh, has his has he had bad bacon there before? Like how I don't understand. Like I want to know how this started. Like my whole thing is like, did he already get a plate of bad bacon? They did not cook his bacon right. Yeah. That's how it started. And he just yelled to make more, or was he just and preemptively yelling just in case? They better know better. Okay. I mean, I get it. All right. Motherfucker wants his bacon. I get it. Mm. I do. I get it too. <laughs> yeah, I've been enraged about 
a lot of things. Bacon would probably be one of them. Bad bacon. <laughs> so, Mr. Martin Jose Alvarez, you are this week's Welcome to Florida. <sighs> I mean, it is big. Well, we are a podcast. We are. And podcasting has some, some expenses. So, like, hosting, website, recording fees, equipment, all that kind of stuff. Uh, bailing Omar Wait, out of this prison. this shit isn't free? Yeah, right. Bailing Omar out of prison periodically. Oh, mm. well, there's that. Mm. Yeah. Um, no apologies. <laughs> uh, so, we have set up a Patreon, which has been going on for a little over a year now, I think. And our Patreon, it's... Five dollars, and you get to help the show. So if you're out there listening and you're like, "Man, I want to help these guys out," these you guys can, are awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah, except for the Omar guy, he keeps on getting himself arrested. Whatever. And the vid. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um. <clears throat> but anyway, if you want to help out the show, it's uh, Patreon.com/slash Give Me Five Podcast. Uh, five dollars gets you into our patron-only chat on Discord. It gets you a top five uh, about you for your birthday. Whenever your birthday is. Uh, what else does it get you? It gets you the opportunity to know what the movies are beforehand when we are posting those. Um, when we get back into the side B movies. Uh, and we get, you get to meet some really cool people possibly. that are possibly into the same stuff as you. Now again, if you, ever, if you find yourself into the same stuff as Rob, uh, you might not want to tell too many people of that. <laughs> we'll set up a private chat for you too. Patreon.com slash give me five podcasts. There are higher value we levels as well, which gets you your own curated show and a few other little goodies. <laughs> so thank you for listening. Well done, sir. That is my spiel about Patreon. Let's do this. What do Let's we do want this. to talk about first? Mm. Anybody? Anything? Anyone? Do you want me to warm up uh, with a book? And then we can do blacklist? You know, I, this is Ooh, a nice cozy book. It's actually yeah, a trio of books. Oh. Because I actually just finished the... War- yes. Nice. A menage a menage book. Du Trois. Novelle du Trois. Du Trois. Stop making up words, guys. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> I just finished a trilogy called <laughs> The War of the Archons, and it's written by R.S. Ford. And you know how I do all of my books now. I do them audible. So it's der- it's narrated by Derek Perkins. And the first book is called A Demon in Silver. It was released in June of 2018. The second book is called The Hangman's Gate. And it was released in June of 2019. And the third book is called The Spear of Malice. And that was released in January of 2021. So this synopsis, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, uh, lumping all three books together um, for this synopsis. But thanks to the rivalry, infighting, and desolation, the humans rose up and banished their gods. And with them, all all magic left the world. Now, after more than a hundred years, magic has returned. Humans will negotiate, bribe, fight, and kill to control it and those who possess it. But can they control what follows? The gods are returning, and it's up to a handful of humans and a rogue god fighting her very essence to save this world and the lives of all mortals within it. Now, it... That sounds very uh, (laughs) fantasy-like. 
Oh, okay. I've been transported. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. How did I get here? Either you're in a new fantasy world or someone was just revealing that their new toilet bowl cleaner made Either their toilet bowl shiny and white. So I found the story really engaging. I enjoyed the entire trilogy. I will say that it did it did wrap up nicely. It had a solid ending, but it left the door open for more, which is pretty much a perfect ending in my book. Um, whether or not you agree with how it ended, I I love that they tied everything up, but still kind of left the door open a crack for possible continuations. Um, there was a lot. I I felt like there was a lot of character development in this. Sorry. Oh, I thought that was Greg again. Uh, was <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> my fault. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. <clears throat> that was my... Um... No, Omar was just ringing into a quiz show. That's all. He was, he was like, uh, was I'd my, like uh... to uh, buy a vowel. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> it's all right. A thousand pardons. I, I love the character <laughs> development. I loved the the fighting with oneself that several of the characters had to over- overcome. Um, some of them had to deal with... Uh, suppression of their individual will um others had to fight their innate nature it was it was just a really well written book um a lot of a lot of self-sacrifice and a lot of humans working together to overcome something that they really shouldn't be able to overcome it the the story was well crafted in the fact that it made the the mortals fight against a god plausible now they did have a little bit of help, but I really liked where the story went, and it kept me interested. and And I kept, I couldn't. It was another one of those ones where I couldn't wait to get to my car to continue the story, because that's where I do most of my listening is on my drive to and from work. Yeah. So I I got a question. So you quite obviously few. read slash listen to quite a few fantasy novels, and a lot of them right. are spaced out. This one you obviously did all at the same time, but. A lot of them are spaced out. Like, how long does it take you to get back into like the confines of that world? Because every one of them has some sort of it, different rule about their. It world. depends. It depends. Do you, there, like, do you remember because it right away? There are a bunch that are fairly similar that I get that I get confused from time to time. However, if the writer has done a good job in defining their world. I find it's not very hard for me to pick up right back in it when the next chapter comes out. Now, there are certain times where I kind of wish I'd gone back and just refreshed so that I was up to speed with the story, but not not get it um not so much the the confusion of the the world that it's currently set in. If that makes any sense. My my the first thing I was thinking of when you were yeah. talking about the the synopsis, mm-hmm. the the gods, is mm-hmm. this like, you know Zeus and stuff, or is these like, are these gods like made up for this story? It's not gods that we would the, ever, ever heard. The of. gods are essentially made up for the story. Okay, um, they they have their own looks to them, but I mean, there's there's very obviously some parallels okay. to like ancient Greek or ancient Roman gods. So but, this is like its own universe. Like this whole thing is its own yes. World. Yeah, yeah, it, it's cool. it is okay. its own world, and the humans have banished the gods to another plane of existence, basically. And the way that it works is 
the the gods draw their power from worship. So when the humans pray to them, it makes them stronger. Having a number of it's it's kind of like a video game. Uh, which which game is that? Where where your power is determined by your by the faith of your father. Oh, that wait, that might have been another book series I read. Um, that might be the the uh, the lit RPG book that I read, The Land. Your power increases with the number of followers that you have. But so the gods, the gods derive their strength from the devotion of their followers. Exactly. <laughs> Same thing goes with like the key. And and they've been banished to this to this other realm, and their only link to the mortal realm is this is the heartstone. And the heartstone that they, they had decided to fracture it for you know reasons that they that they kind of go over, and they were tricked by th- three gods into repairing it you know so that they could view the mortal realm or whatever and once it was repaired three of them immediately went through and started wreaking havoc in the mortal world and one of them went through to stop it and that's the one that was kind of fighting against her essence to try and save the world and the mortals in it um and so it was all about the 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 humans fight to try and well, initially they were recruited by the gods, and there was a lot of warring. A lot of people were dying, and there was this handful of god, a uh, handful of humans that were led by the one god who came to try and stop them. And ultimately, it was about sending them back and everything that happened, and you know whether or not they were successful at it. And it, it, really good story. I enjoyed it. I don't know that Greg would enjoy it because there's a lot of people in it, um, a <laughs> lot of names to keep straight. Stupid yeah, people. a lot of. A lot of people. I mean, the names, names were relatively easy, so it's not like. But I mean, you'd have to be able to remember them. Maybe like some stereotypical, like perhaps Rips. racist uh, descriptions wow. instead of names would be good. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, then wow. I remember it. <laughs> like, man, that author actually that was that, really that, offensive, but I'm I never going to forget that character. What you're saying. <laughs> That's going to be a very easy way to remember <laughs> those characters. Wow, that character! <laughs> that character was described as not being able to drive very well in, in, a, they must in a world be Asian. that doesn't involve any cars. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> I didn't say it. Man, I'm look at the time! Whoa, it is. Greg is like, oh, time. that's how I described Johnny down at Publix. True. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know who that is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was just referring to the Asian lady that crashed into my car the other day. That's oops. No, no, that's not true. Asians drive very well. Well, I'm you. late for bed, so I gotta go. <laughs> this is devolving very quickly. Um, Another, one other question about this, like, world, right? Yes. So the humans, mm-hmm. is this... I'm I'm really asking, like, I'm curious, like, is this... Uh, I, I know you're not going to read it. You still haven't finished that other book that I had you read, like, like a year and a half ago. But okay, go in fairness, ahead. you're not wrong. But, and, <laughs> but, but, like, in this story, so are the people, like... Is this in modern times? Are people like driving in cars? Are they, no? Is it no, like, it is not modern times. Like Robin Hood. It is, it is more of a. Photos? It is more of a uh, medieval type society. Okay. I mean, they still use they still use uh, swords, and I mean, there like there is some magic involved because, like I said, magic has returned after sure. you know a hundred years or so. But I mean, they still do horse and wagons. They have uh, they have swords. They have bows. I want to say I I remember like crossbows being used, but you know it's it's mainly 
it's mainly uh, like medieval technology. Got it. I'm not trying to draw the parallel, but like kind of like a Game of Thrones type thing where there's yeah. Okay. All right. It is, <clears throat> and it's available on Audible. The obviously. the series the is called or... War of the Archons, but the first book again is called A Demon in Silver. The second book is called The Hangman's Gate, and the third book is called The Spear of Malice. I like that they came out relatively quickly. 2018, 2019, gotcha. and then January of 21. Yep. That's that's pretty that's that's Hey Patrick, take note. Yeah. <laughs> now, because we we do have some new functionality here on the podcast, we can actually do this part live and uh I'm going to shame myself and Rob for that earlier banter. I I do shame. feel shame. 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 There you go. Okay. So we have been shamed live on the air before anyone had a chance to like write in. Uh, let's talk about something that has been on the air for nine years, which is crazy. It doesn't seem like that. it's been on the air for nine years. Nine years. Uh, that is the blacklist. It's going to be another racist idea. And let's see here. No, no more no. than likely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Probably okay, so let yeah this this show has been out for nine years, and it's a spy ish intrigue. FBI procedural type show, right, Gabe? Everyone knows The Blacklist, correct? Um, I've heard of it. I've never really watched it. It's, it's and solid. I think uh, Omar said he's watched two seasons. So Yeah, it's a solid show. From from listening to this show, if you guys have listened for a while, like I've never really done anything about a procedural. Like I don't really watch them. Like regular TV, that type of show. But this one I, I decided to watch, you know, like, first episode and I've watched every single thing since and it's really interesting uh, basically the story is there's this is from se- uh, season one even a new FBI profiler Elizabeth Keene hits has her entire life uprooted when, when uh, where is it when a mysterious criminal Raymond Reddington who has eluded capture for decades turns himself in and insists on speaking only to her that's obviously the first episode the blacklist is a group of criminals that Raymond Reddington has pinned down as being the worst in the world, and he is going to help the FBI and the special task force catch them. So each episode, for the most part, is them going after a criminal. The reason why I like this show is it's... Well, there's a couple reasons, but... uh, I did not get a chance to watch season 8, and season 9 is halfway through, but I had it all on my DVR. So I just sat down in the past, because I haven't had a chance to like actually get to a DVR recently uh, I've basically been able to watch all the se- all of season 8 and season 9 up to this point all in a row and it's been just a really apparent to me that they keep on making changes within the show that every so often there's an episode where they change, change things up and I always find like do you like find spy and uh, like intrigue type movies like exhausting after like the seventh twist where you're like kind of wrap your brain like wait he was a good guy then and then he was not but he was really a double agent for this per- like after a while it's just like okay stop right yeah like what's happening at this point yeah and then you really look at it and like 
a lot of times they'll they'll be acting a certain way when they're alone, and like, well, they wouldn't if they were really the bad guy, they wouldn't have done that kind of thing. That just gets exhausting. Yeah. After a while, so this one they actually kind of they don't focus too much on that. Um, they definitely focus on the like the crazy criminals, you know, like an assassin that will cause a some sort of disaster, like a train wreck or something, to take out the one person. It doesn't matter how many other people die in, in the cause, like just things like that. Um, you know, poisoners and just all sorts of fun little assassin type things and, and characters and stuff like that. So that's always interesting. But the main character is um, Raymond Reddington. It's played by James Spader of the '80s, and. Mm-hmm. And he was also uh, very good in Boston Legal, for those of you that may have seen that show. He was great in that. Yeah, and he was good in the uh, in a couple episodes of The Office as Robert California, oh, I believe. Right. Yeah. Um, but he, like, so he plays this, like, worldly spy. He was, of course, supposed to be a super criminal. Obviously, if he survived not getting arrested for this long, obviously there's something to that, which I won't spoil. And with every episode, he gets to do a little diatribe, and he'll just talk about Something he'll be like, ah, oh, this reminds me of something, something, something. And it's always some ridiculous European country, <laughs> usually paired with some sort of food. He's like, I remember when I ate the best French toast on the Rhine. You know, like just random <laughs> stuff like that. In fact, to be completely honest, I think I got my shtick with the the Christmases from around the world from there, where I just mm-hmm. picked random cities. Oh, that's funny. oh nice. Yeah, like I di- I didn't copy any of his, but I'm pretty sure, like subconsciously, I did that. Like first, here's just one I saved because it's funny. Um, and look, and because I can do sounds now. Russell, Red, what's up, fool? <laughs> oh, smells delicious, Russell. Masculine steam bath. You want a hit? God. If only I could do just one. No, thank you. No, last time I played around with that, I ended up naked in the desert trying to hitch a ride to Tuba City. Those Navajo tacos. Oh, heaven. <laughs> what the hell? I, first of all, I want to know what a Navajo taco is now. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, but there's like something like that in almost every episode. And it's just this fun little thing. And you know that James Spader is just having fun with it. He plays it up really well. Um, the performances are all really good. Navajo now, there's... Tacos. Did you say it's Navajo tacos? Navajo tacos. Yeah, someone just looked that up. I think they, I'm pretty sure they make up random stuff, but every so often they'll say something and it'll be like, I don't know what it is, but I need to eat it. Uh, so they, there's the big deal, Omar, this is your spoiler warning. Yep. Uh, the big deal is one of the main characters leaves in season eight. Okay. And um, they kept the show going. And they did, of course, a kind of a two year. Thing. Um, and one of the things I thought was interesting, there's a an actor, his name is uh, Diego Klattenhoff, I think. Um, he was, did any of you guys watch, uh, oh shoot, the Claire Danes show, uh, Homefront? Oh, I did see some no, of it. No, I never really saw it. Yeah, so Diego Klattenhoff play, on, played on that. He was the, um, the her husband, uh, his best friend, and he was like the one that survived the, the I forget if it was Iraq or Afghanistan or whatever, but he was kind of basically Captain America, you know, the just home from war, press suit type military guy. And he was, you know, straight government or military, boom, 
Right. And then he's also on the blacklist, and he plays an FBI agent that is also the same character. So I was just like, okay, that is what this character is. It's like those dudes that always play like a senator or something. Um, right. Typecast. Yeah. And but this season, because it's two years after this per- his partner that he really cared about uh, disappears, which I just – that was your spoiler again. Uh, he like – they show him devolving into like drug addiction. And every so often this procedure will do this – an episode that's like – there's like one. There's this one where they had him flashing before time, but it like if you realized it accompanied every time he took a pill. Like he'd take a pill, and then it would flash back, and it was like you could tell that he was thinking about the past and just didn't remember how he got to certain points in his life because he was addicted. Interesting. And I was like, for like a, I was like, like damn, that's <laughs> a really good way of showing stuff. Um, and like in there's a season in season three, I think they did an episode where it was almost like a like the whole episode was almost like a dream, and it was at this one of these like closed down like New York or New England resorts. It's like closed down for the winter. It was just a beautiful episode, and I'm like, and every time I'm like, well, you know, they're going to do some of the same stuff over and over again. They like change it up, and that's what really got me to talk about it because it's just they they do a really good job for a procedural that's been going for nine years and. And they've made some pretty interesting changes to keep people watching. So every time something gets too ridiculous, it's like, no, we're going to change. So if you're looking for something that has you know nine seasons in the book, and then all, I would say all of them are good. Blacklist, if you haven't started watching it. If you haven't watched it at all, I would definitely recommend... <clears throat> the first episode will get you hooked, because it's so well done, and James Spader's so good in it, and the way that he kind of gives himself up to the FBI and, like, without getting too into spoilers. It's it's very very well done and you're you're immediately dr- drawn in. And now like you want to know like why is he doing this? <clears throat> like you were saying like he he hasn't been caught in years and years and years. And you're like, "Well, why now? Why are you doing this? Why do you want to talk to this rookie FBI agent? Like why wh- why her?" And all these questions just keep you going. And it's very very well. Done. Hello, Clarice. Yeah. <laughs> it's very it's it's almost like that. You know, I think if I remember correctly, like she's like Still in the sweats, like you know the the, the meat jogging sweats. in the morning sweats, like when he like <laughs> reaches out to her. Meat sweats. But it's like you know James Spader. He's been an actor forever. He was part of the Brat Pack, I think. I don't know exactly the list, but I'm pretty sure he's part of the Brat Pack. And it's like there, you get a certain stigma when you're when you look back at this. And the, he just chews up the scenery, like he, and he's like so good that you can just tell he's just having fun delivering these lines, having fun doing it and and he is able to act too because there's some very bad situations he gets into that you're like damn forgot this guy's been doing this for a while he's a pro mm-hmm. okay um real quick just for the yes. for the my edification and for anybody who's interested navajo tacos yes <clears throat> tell us <clears throat> so ba- pay attention jubles basically <laughs> yeah this is for you, Jubal's Jubal's. Is, Jubal's get, get the lube out. <laughs> Essentially, it's basically just, it's a taco. Just a taco. Sorry, Jubal's. Um, <laughs> it's a taco, which as as we all know is the best thing on earth. But instead of um, like a tortilla, they they make it with Indian fry bread instead of the oh. tortilla. That's that's it. It's basically, they, they swap out the, the the tortilla for fry bread. Which you, if you've ever been to like 
Indian reservations and things like that, like they fry bread is like a staple food. It's really, really tasty. So I am 100% game <laughs> for some Navajo tacos. That sounds awesome. It's got to do mescaline at a They sound party. delicious. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I'm so up for that. There are some uh, YouTube videos. There's at least two 37-minute ones of um, this, like the stories of uh, Reddington. Um, and I did possibly watch one of them today. So it's just all of his random tales of gall- gallivanting. I'm like, ah, this is like Marrakesh. <laughs> Seriously? So, okay, what's what's last or what's next or whatever? Something called Star Wars? I don't know. I've never heard of it. Ah, uh, yeah, we, we... Star, what is it? So, so while I did not think we'd become a checking in with every episode of a Star Wars thing uh, type podcast, um, every so often it's deserving of one. So, uh, Omar, would you like to drive this? Um, well, or Rob or something. I don't know. Let someone else. Th- th- this is an interesting, so book of Boba Fett, episode five. If I recall correctly, it's called return of the Mandalorian. <laughs> if I, if I recall correctly, um, it, it was just released on the 26th, a couple of days old. It come, came out Wednesday. To, oh, yesterday. Um, this entire episode, like the spoilers start now, but this entire episode is just an episode of The Mandalorian. Boba Fett and that whole entire storyline is essentially, I don't even remember, is it even referenced at, in, at all? It is at the end. Um, it's yeah. pretty much happening concurrently. Right. So uh, clearly these two storylines are going to merge. It, it, well, that's what it seems like. But the thing that struck me most about this episode, first of all, it was great. But I really, what struck me about it was, let me preempt this by saying, I really do like Book of Boba Fett. I think it's a good show, and I'm I'm enjoying it. But I'm reminded how much better Mandalorian is. Because throwing throwing in um, the Mandalorian, you know, Pedro Pascal, and uh, some of the characters that we've seen before, like um, a- Amy Sedaris, who plays Pell Motto, and... Um, I love Pelimato. She's so good, right? But, um, and Amy Sedaris is great. Like, she's just a great actor, and she's a really unique individual. But um, I, this show is just, The Mandalorian just, it just takes over. And I realized, I think what it is partially is um, Pedro Pascal's voice is just perfect. And the way that he plays it, like, very um, measured and slow. It just nails it for me. It's just so well done. Like, it's so good. Um, this entire episode is, is very, very cool. I love the different settings. Um, at the beginning, he's on that, like, um, it's basically like a, a space station, essentially, but it's like a giant a big ring. Disc. It's like a disc. Yeah. yeah, it's like a, it's huge. It's very, very cool looking. It's very, very well done and, like, futuristic looking. And then he ends up on, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Tatooine. Uh, it's just, it's a, it's a great episode. I thought it was an excellent episode, but now I'm kind of like, I want this to keep going because <laughs> I like the Mandalorian so much better than the Boba Fett story. Really interesting stuff with this. <clears throat> so like, first of all, they, it, even at the beginning, they wanted to tease you because they have a Mandalorian being seen through those little flaps that are like in a, on the end of a freezer or whatever to keep the cold air from coming out. 
Oh yeah, they're in a butcher. A... They're in like a um, what do you call it? A slaughterhouse. Yeah, they're butchering. They're butchering nerfs. By the way, if you if you look at the credits, it says nerf butchers or something for the credits. Well, that's oh really? That's funny. Yeah. So would they be nerf herders? They would be scruffy looking nerf <laughs> butchers, actually. No nerf herders. Yeah, herders. O h u r t. Yeah, we can go with that. I think they're dead by that time. They are already just meat he like, on a hook. Yeah, he like stands there outside of the thing for just a little bit longer and he steps through. And you're like, oh, okay. And then, of course, you have that realization about ten minutes in, like, oh, this is going to be an all Mandalorian episode. It's kind of neat. Well, I kept waiting for something to like at least go back and forth, or the, for them to meet up, or something, yeah. and it never happens. <clears throat> and there was, you know, that meme that's got uh, Leonardo DiCaprio from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where he's like got a drink in his hand, and he's like sitting kind of out of his chair, pointing at the TV, like, oh, it's a they, it's a meme. It'll be like you know, me anytime this happens, or right, whatever. right. Um, like any time the Wilhelm scream is on, and they they use that meme. Mm-hmm. I was that was me the whole episode because this was like there were so many references back to the old Star Wars movies and even video games in some place, and like and even more so than normal, and they were fun ones. I thought. Um, I wrote down some of them. I'm sure you did, <clears throat> did. You catch all of them? I didn't. That I wrote down. I I caught. I caught a few of them. Um, I mean, I like I I, re- I remembered the Beggars Canyon. I remembered the BD unit from the New Jedi game. Um, the cryogenic combustion booster. I didn't recognize, but you wrote that down here. So that was the stick that they bring back to to stick in the back of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the jet. Um, it was the same exact, like literally the same one as that they used to prop the the compactor doors open in Star Wars. Oh, okay, oh, that's funny. Um. Like as soon as I saw it, I'm like, "Oh shit!" That the BD unit, the the red R2 unit that he sh- that she sends to see who is like R5. Yeah, that's the one that that blew a gasket when Luke was gonna buy him. Oh really? Same one? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's cool. I remember Beggars Canyon from the Rogue One game. Oh yeah. That was in the um. What was that? That was uh. Nintendo 64, I think. Yeah, it was. I love that game. That was a great game. Um, yeah, and even in Beggar's Canyon, of course, they talk about uh, Luke um, shooting Womp Rats. So when they show Beggar's mm-hmm. Canyon, there's a little Womp Rat like stuck on his back. And he like flips over and runs away. Is that away. what that was? That was a Womp Rat? Yeah, that's a Womp Rat. That's funny. Yeah, yeah that's why they did that. <clears throat> that's really cool. Um, so it was just – it was really interesting. The BD unit was the little um, – for Omar, who, do, who might not know, was the little droid that would look like binoculars on like two legs. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that he, that was uh, – Okay, yeah. I mean, I remember this. He's from the the Star Wars Fallen Order video game. Okay. Maybe not that exact one, but that style of droid. And I I really feel like this whole episode was just setting up Mandalorian Season 3. Oh, yeah. Like, like Boba Fett wasn't in the episode at all. That whole storyline was not in it. Like, not even... This is just like a whole Mandalorian storyline. It relates to it, but... But, you know, because they're... Because when we last left them, they were just trying to recruit some muscle. And, you know, at the end of the episode, Fennec Shan comes up to him and, and asks him to work for Boba Fett. And, you know, he needs the help. And, and he basically tells him, I'll do it for free. It's on the house. Um, I think that was the episode. But I've also noticed that we're not going to see any of that. Because if I don't know if you I don't know if you've noticed, but he's only listed in one episode. Uh, uh, Mandalorian? Pedro Pascal, yeah. yeah. 
He's only listed as being in one episode for the book of Boba Fett. On like IMDb? Yeah. I'm wondering if they pop it in that ep- when the episode. I was going to say, do they do it as the episodes well, come out? or? Well, um, D- Tamora, uh, oh God, what's his last name? It's like Morrison, I think. He's he's credited for eight episodes. Oh. Well, yeah, but he, we know that he's, oh, uh, wait, well, but we know he's going to be in all of them. But he's not. Well, but though, he, wasn't he wasn't in, in his last one. one. Yeah, exactly. Well, usually with the stars, they just push it through. Because remember, it's just like an intern typing these in. But that's my other question is, is this going to be a 10 episode thing? Nine episodes? Like, because he's not in this episode at all? It's eight episodes, I think. I mean, yeah, so, so what do you think The Mandalorian Season 3 is going to be? I mean, I kind of got to. I kind of understand what it's going to be, but I mean, I think it's going to be him reuniting with uh, Grogu. It's going to be that, but I think he's also going to go to back to Mandalore to do that, try to do that Springs thing, right? To get his... yeah, because yeah. because I don't think we talked about that. He's been uh, he's been excommunicated basically from the Mandalorians. Yeah, which is kind of a big deal for an episode of a show that's not really his show. Actually, I don't know that because he said they've been destroyed. I think it's possible that they have been destroyed. And that he will go back and end up helping Bo Katan. There's That's there's a there's a number of ways that they could take this. How many? I think they've definitely played up the cult like behavior of the of that one sect of Mandalorians. Right. To the point of where I could see him stepping away. Go, I can see him going to try to do that because of his past, and then realizing, wait a second, there's a there's another way that is not quite as devout. And I, I think they've also set up the path for him to be the one who reunites the clans on Mandalore. How many Mandalorians are left? It seems like there's not many. They said there were millions. We saw a, a lot of them eviscerated in the T2 sequence in the mm-hmm. middle of this episode, which was glorious. But that's why the, that's the bombing every, movie, every movie needs like a scene of like fire with like droids walking through it and like bombers up above. Every like movie. Terminator style? Yeah. Yeah, everyone. Like, Pretty Woman, do it. <laughs> yeah. Just right in the All middle. of them. <clears throat> That'll work. Boss Baby, do it. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. It'll be great. It'll be great. You are Make watching Sophie's Choice. Why are there robots? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but it works. You know, it just works. <clears throat> I get it. The movie was great. It was really heart-rendering. I don't know why there are droids killing innocent people and stepping on their skulls, but... But it worked. <laughs> but it tied together at the end. Tied anyway, together. sorry. Jeez. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Okay. What were we... We were saying something about that. Oh, just what we think is going to happen. Yeah, it's going to be... Um, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what, you know, what happens in Mandalorian Season 3. Now, what I really want to know is... Are you going to go my way? Oh, sorry. No. Mando has a new ship. Yes, I thought exactly the same thing as you. And my first thought when I saw the ship was, oh, that's fucking cool. It's a Naboo Starfighter. And then I was like, wait a minute. Where the fuck is he going to put his bounties? Because there is no room in that ship. all of his other shit, too. Yeah, there's no room in that ship for anything other than him. I mean, he could put put Grogu in that hollowed-out droid holder, but... I mean, he he's got no place to store a body that he's that he's working a bounty on. He's got nowhere to rest on like long trips. It's just that one cockpit. That's it. I'm like, 
for for his line of work, he really needs that gunship where he can get up and walk around or set it on autopilot or let Grogu fly or let a let a robot fly or whatever. I I don't I mean maybe it'll be like the Millennium Falcon where it's like a uh, escape pod or or a uh, like a fast attack thing for sure yeah something that he can detach or or launch from a ship that he has mm-hmm. but I I don't see it being a practical option for his line of work I I agree yeah, with what you're saying exactly what I thought but the funny thing is about it if you go back and like watch that whole sequence when he gets to her um like her little garage workshop area. Mm-hmm. she kind of like swindles him into it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. She kind of just like s- little step by step, just kind of talks him into like, well, but, well, oh, but it's you like, don't, you don't, you don't like it, but just come check this out. And then it's he- like wanting, wanting like a truck or, or like an SUV and showing up and having somebody be like, you know, I got this 72 Corvette on a deal, and if you want to help me put it back together, it's all yours. Right. And you're like, oh. Right. I know you wanted a truck, but check out this engine in this Corvette. Look at I have this. have to put the this, child seat on the roof. But, but this fine. is super fast, and it could be yours. And I like when he was testing it out, and he's in space, and he, like, basically gets pulled over by the cops. <laughs> yeah. He's like... Huh. And you noticed it was the same cop, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, um, sorry, officers, was, what was I, was I, what do you say? Was I, did I do anything wrong or something like that? It was really funny. It was exactly like a scene where you I'm get pretty sure that the, re- that the rebel forces or whatever they are now, the Republic forces, whatever they are, only have like two policemen because <laughs> right. he keeps running into the same one and it's a big ass galaxy. We have seen the other guy as well, though. You know who the other guy was? Mm-mm. He was the body double for uh, Luke Skywalker last season. Oh, really? Or of uh, Mandalorian. Really? Nice. So they finally got him in there. Oh, that's cool. Uh, just some actor guy. But he keeps running in to the same guys, like, over and over. And I'm like, it's an awfully big galaxy yeah. to be just running into the same two policemen. Well, we're the only ones left. <laughs> in different planets, too. Yeah. That's funny. Which are very clearly far away from each other, as one was ice and one <laughs> and one is was not sand. The opposite of ice. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so overall, what'd you guys think of this episode? I've. It's fun. I mean, I I've, loved it. I loved, I loved this it. episode. I know that Boba Fett wasn't in it. Oh, and I, can we talk briefly about Peli Motto and how yeah. they revealed that she dated a Jawa for a period? That was so. Yeah, funny. I know that was. <laughs> and she speaks Jawaese or whatever that language is called. Which is fun. It was awesome seeing her do it. I've one of the things I periodically Google every so many years is what does a Jawa look like under uh-huh. his robes? Because like, are they wearing a mask that is lit up eyes? Do their eyes actually light up? Was it? What are they? And like, apparently they're very furry. Oh my god, furry. that's right. But like, it's a question that when you start googling it, it will like complete it for you. If you're like, what does a and like one of the options used to be a Jawa look like? Um. So apparently a lot of people want to know, and, you know, in all of the years of Star Wars over-explaining stuff that doesn't need to be explained, they've never done that. I kind of hope they don't. Because in my mind, they look like they did in the 70s toy. Same thing with where uh, where uh, Yoda's race comes from. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that I was wondering. Or even what race he is. Because he, Grogu went back to, like, his home planet, right? No, he went with Luke to be trained. Oh, that's right. He went with Luke, but 
It, aren't they? Or from, Kylo Ren kills him in a foot of, in a fit of rage. <laughs> aren't they from? In a temper tantrum. Are they from somewhere? Like, what's the deal? We don't know. Okay, so that's like one. Of, that's liter. That's like legitimately something that nobody really knows. Correct. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's just one of those like those things that you really can't ever explain it. Kind of like um, why Megan Fox is in love with Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> um, I told you I've got to do heroin and get tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to go really unhealthy, just go vegan. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's not get crazy. Now. I'm not trying to kill myself. Fair enough, because it's that bacon. Like you're not giving up the bacon. That's right. <clears throat> and you better fucking cook it right. Yeah. I'm just gonna say if if I wake up, if I post this and I wake up to a million more emails and a million more listens than we normally get. I'm definitely going to know that we, like, someone angrily yelled at us on a vegan, like, oh, chat room. Of course. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. Well, that's funny. Like, oh, awesome. We got emails. What is PETA? <laughs> <laughs> From a bread company? What the fuck? Yeah, that's 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 a bread with a pocket in it. <laughs> yeah. That's another way to make tacos, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. I'm going to let Rob handle this one. <laughs> yeah. Forward them all to Rob. <clears throat> so I think that is all, except for we're doing a question of the week. Hmm. We are. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a little bit of a lead up as to why this is the question of the okay. week. When I was watching the show, I'm just going to spoil the blacklist. Sorry, Omar. It's okay. Um, uh, Elizabeth is gone as of season nine. Okay. She moved on to something else. Um, I'm coming, so one Elizabeth. of the things i was thinking about and this actually i kind of reminded myself of, of rob where he gets upset if, if a writer doesn't finish his his novel series understandably um and the one i think is weird i get kind of annoyed at people when they just leave their show in the middle of like a storyline that i've been invested in and i totally get people want to move on to other jobs and i totally understand that there's contracts and they might not have negotiations that go well and people might like I get it, and sometimes I, people get terminated by the company. <laughs> yeah, and like, and I get it, but at the same time, I'm I, when I am invested in a story that involves those characters, and it's like yoink. Oh, I, I get sort of annoyed. So the question I was going to pose, or I did pose, was the uh, top five shows that uh, have uh, lost a main character. At some point in their run, and kept going. Okay. So that is that. Anyone want to go first? Um. Yeah, I'll go first. That's fine. Okay. If y'all don't mind, no, um, I'm go gonna do it. one honorable mention because because this was. <clears throat> This was so completely out of left field, and it wasn't intentional, and it's kind of like a heartbreaking thing. But there was a really good show in the late 90s. I think it started in 95. It was called News Radio. And um, it was about this radio station, like an AM radio station, like with like talk, new, talk like news format. But it was just like a little comedy um, about like how the station was run and all this stuff. And Phil Hartman was one of the main characters. And the show started in 95, and of course in 98, he was murdered by his wife, like in real life, like, like his, mm -hmm. like, and then she, it was like a murder-suicide where she was kind of 
unstable, and she literally shot him in his sleep one night and then killed herself. So that's kind of my honorable mention. Like the show she kept going, huh? She Chris Benoit him. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. Um, the show kept going. He, he's a, he was a wrestler. Got it in real life. Got it. Got it. Okay. Was it's that before thing. or after Phil Hartman? After. That was in the late two thousands. Mm. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, this was in ninety eight. So yeah. that was one of those things where like the show kept going and they 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 brought in John Lovitz to replace him and stuff, but it it obviously wasn't the same. But it was just a good little. It was just like a nice little show. Like I enjoyed it, and uh, this is the that's the first thing I thought of when this question came up. But uh, my top five is um, in no particular order, um, because I can't because that'll take me all all year. Because um, you're so bad at I'm that. I'm terrible at it. <clears throat> at. At least you've got it down to five. I do have it down to five. The, my I'll I'll start with uh, my number five would be Walking Dead, okay. because I really did enjoy that show for like a lot of seasons, and then I had to like veer off because it was just so much. But that's a show where like a lot of the main characters would die off or whatever. And I thought it was well done and I thought it was very appropriate for the show because it, it makes sense. It's not a show where everyone can survive. Um, along those, along those lines. Oh no, I'll save. No, 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 no. I'll save this one for number one. Um, number four, I'm going to go with, um, <laughs> you just said they weren't in any particular, they're order. not in any particular order. And I just realized the, my number one is very specifically number one for a reason. But the rest of them are in order. Um, Boardwalk Empire, which was a great HBO show. Um, mm-hmm. But the main, one of the main characters um, played by Michael Michael Pitt, um, his name was Jimmy Darmody. He gets killed off in, I believe, season two. And the show goes on for another three seasons without him. But he, he was definitely one of the main characters. And it was a very surprising turn of events. Like, I didn't see that that coming but that's that was a really dude really was, good one that dude was weird the 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 jimmy darmody character, character or michael pitt yeah the well michael pitt's just an actor but um yeah the, the jimmy darmody character was he, he did some weird he shit. was it, he was weird but it was a he was a he was a well done character like he fit in well yeah. with the show it was a it was a great show um mm-hmm. my next one i'm going to throw in the office because, you know, Steve Carell's awesome, and of course, everyone knows that he leaves, I think it was season, what, seven, maybe? Six, seven, something like that. And the show goes on for another maybe two seasons without him. Two seasons, right? yeah. Um, so Steve With Carell is Will Michael Ferrell Scott. and James Spader stepping. Correct. And then there, there was actually a little while there where they were just throwing in all kinds of just like little guest things by, like, Timothy Oliphant was in there for an episode, and like, but not as a Michael Scott's fill-in, but he was like a traveling salesman or whatever. But it was, it, it was... That's a big one because The Office is such a hit. Um, Community. Love that show. Same creator as Rick and Morty. Um, and Community ran for, I believe, six seasons. And I think in season four, Chevy Chase and Donald Glover both leave around the same time. I think one leaves in season four and one leaves in season five, something like that. Um, and those were two like integral integral characters and they bring in other people to replace. And the show kind of, it's an odd show, um, but that was a big one for me because I really, really enjoy it. Um, and my number one <clears throat> that I did say for number one was Game of Thrones. So the, the well, that's, the, that's one of the things, like when I first thought of Game of Thrones, 
a lot of the main characters die off. Um, but the big one to me that really made that the show that, that it was great from the get go, in my opinion. But the thing that really like brought it home for me was at the end of season one, Ned Stark dies. And to me, that was the main character. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking of this as like a tra- of more of a traditional type show, so it was shocking. Like in my mind, there was no way that Ned Stark w- was going to die because it's the main character of the show. There's no way; it's just not possible. And then I was like, "Oh, oh shit! <laughs> they fucking killed Ned Stark!" Like, mm-hmm. and then of course that was just the first season, and of course I guess it goes on for seven, you know, total seasons. But um. That show broke the mold for me in the in the way that they there is no such thing as a main character in Game of Thrones. There isn't one because you never know who's gonna. And now, obviously, it's ended, and we know how it end, how it turns out, and who lives and who doesn't. But that blew my mind. Like that was so well done. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think most people who hadn't read the books had no idea what they were getting into. Just like myself, no idea what you were getting into when you started watching that. Well, I gave up reading the books just because it was too much work to get invested in these characters just to have him kill them off arbitrarily. And I'm like, screw this. Yeah, the books were hard to read. I read I read like half the first one and I was like, this is a lot. It's just intense. So I just stuck with this. Well, and it's not that it's just a lot. It's just a lot of work for, for essentially no payoff because he just kills them. Mm. And then he introduces another character and then you have to read about that character and then he kills them and then he introduces right, another right. character. And I'm like, this is effing stupid. I'm not reading this shit. Well, and it's and to the credit of of the author, you know, it is definitely a little more realistic because in such a big world with so many enemies and so many things going on, it makes sense that mm-hmm. important people are going to die. Like. I, I don't dislike that, but I agree with you. Like that's exhausting. <laughs> I don't I don't need realism in my escapism. Ooh. That was heavy. That was really deep. <laughs> Just saying. So that's my yeah. top nine, or however many. Interesting. Mm. Man, my list is all like messed up now because y'all, y'all reminded me of people and I don't want mm. to copy your lists. And... <laughs> I guess I can go. Um, my number five was the blacklist, but we just talked about that a bunch, and you know, uh, I'm gonna change that. I think. So I think my new number five uh, is gonna be person of interest. You know that show on TV? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, um, it, it was the one. I don't know. It was it, it was good. It was all about you know like cameras everywhere and being able to like it's one of those things where they try to figure out if someone is going to commit a crime and stop it before it happens mm-hmm. but using mm-hmm. like computers and logic and stuff but Taraji B. Henson was in it and she left when fairly did she early join? what? when did she join? because I don't remember her being in that for like the first two or three seasons she was in the she was the cop in the first she was in the first uh, what, from 2011 to 2015 she really? was she was in the first episode okay I don't remember. I just remember the uh, the main characters. She was a cop that was like hunting him at first, and then okay, then kind of joined up with him. But like she left in out of nowhere, and all of a sudden she was on Empire, so that's why she left. And the problem was is that she was the character that was like the everyman. So like the other people in there was like um, you know the the really low talking grumbly assassin guy. Mm-hmm. 
and then there's like the weird computer dude, and then um, like the 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 slobby cop, and it's like none of those people are the viewer. Which the, for these type of shows, you really kind of need someone that you that's just the down to earth, like what the hell is going on here type character. Mm-hmm. Um, and like she left, and I was like, well, shit, and I like I almost left, but the show ended up being okay. Didn't quite match some of the heights, but it had some interesting seasons. And Amy Acker was in it. Mm-hmm. A moment, Love Amy Acker. A moment for Amy Acker. Okay, so that was that. Um, that's five. Uh, let's go with number four. Being, uh, we'll go with The Office. Steve Crow for that one. Uh, number three, go with something I recently talked about. Roseanne. Mm-hmm. And try not to copy exactly what you guys did. Um, Roseanne, she left. Um, good before and good now. Uh, so that's three. I think number two is going to have to be ER when George Clooney left. Mm-hmm. The show continued on for many years and it was just as successful. And he went off to become a huge star. Good one. Yeah. So that's number two. But my number one is actually – it's an older one. I think it's the same one I had. And it was the first time this ever happened when I was a kid on a show. Well, like I wasn't on a show, but like when I was watching it, I was like, that's weird. And it's going to be um, Valerie. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Oh. Valerie left, and they made it the Hogan's family because she had a contract dispute and like, okay, kill me. But like it was the for me, that was the first time I ever was like, you can do that? Hmm. Like why is this person who I – I mean the show was named after. And she right. Left. So that was – that just it, stuck out. It was not my number one. I did switch mine up, okay. Like, so I might have accidentally switched away the one that was going to be there because I can't find it right now. So, well, go on. My my top five. I tried to keep it to shows that I felt were successful after a character left. So, um, you know, something that that the character was replaced and the show only lasted one more season and it was canceled or two seasons and it was canceled. I tried to keep it to to shows that were viewed as being successful even after a character left. Um, at number... And and I'm kind of going to break it because I don't want to include um, Three's Company or Two and a Half Men because Three's Company was for sexist reasons and Two and a Half Men was because Charlie Sheen was just insane. But number five, uh, that moved number five up, and that's going to be Batwoman. Ruby Rose actually dropped out due to injuries suffered while on the set. And it was a little bit too physical for her to be able to continue to do. So she backed away from the project and was and was replaced. And we'll, we'll see whether or not the show remains successful without Ruby Rose. At number four, I'm going to do... They've had two more seasons without her, actually. Okay. So we're at two. Yeah. At you number four... Sorry, have you watched that? Um, I watched Ruby Rose. I have not. They're kind of doing this still that that weird Alice in Wonderland Mm -hmm. allegory thing, which I don't know. Not really my thing. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. At number four, and the only reason it's number four is because I completely lost interest even before they started killing off the main characters is The Walking Dead. I still haven't seen anything from the season where Rick died or disappeared or may have died um oh you got way further than me yeah i i think the last episode i I, the last season i saw was when carl died 
And then after that, I was just like, yeah, I, I was okay with Carl dying, but you know, I mean, there's really hardly anybody left from the original series from the original season. And I'm, I, I just don't care anymore. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of walked away long before the, you know, all of the main characters disappeared from the walking dead. So that's why it's number four. At number three, I've got charmed. Oh, charmed. I think was still successful even after replacing Shannon Doherty with Rose McGowan. It did stick around for a long time. Yeah. It, it stuck around for quite a number of years. So Charmed is going to be my number three. My number two is going to be ER when Clooney left, basically. And, I mean, ER ran for, what, like 76 years or something? <laughs> Hold on, I can do this. Nine presidents. 497 years. 397 years, yeah. ER ran forever. Uh, so ER is my number two. But my number one was a show that I remember from when I was a kid, but it wasn't really my show, but I remember my parents watching it. That's Cheers. Uh, yep, yeah, that was on my list, too. Oh, yeah. When Shelley Long left and was replaced by Kirstie Alley. Yeah, and she killed it, too. And the show was still successful even with Kirstie Alley there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot about Back that. Back in the day, Kirstie Alley had a good gene butt. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, she was, mm-hmm. she was so pretty. Like, unbelievable. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Interesting. Cheers, good one. Nicely done. That wasn't that was on one of my paper lists here. Just um to finalize this out, um I because of the way the question was phrased, I did um I did a little bit of research on characters that were replaced. So we did the ones where the characters died and they went on with the show and re- they didn't replace them with some with a different actor playing the same character. Um so I'm just going to see if you guys remember any of these cuz well, actually one of them I didn't know about. Um The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air replaced Viv uh, yep. with Janet Hubert, yeah. who had a had a I think she was actually always mad about everything. So replaced her with Daphne Reed. Uh, Ro- Roseanne replaced replaced a Becky. Yep. Uh, Sarah Chalk to um Alicia Gorenson. Uh in the current version of the show it's it's Alicia Gorenson and Sarah but Sarah Chalk actually came back and played a uh like a lawyer character or something. I didn't realize briefly. Sarah Chalk was in the original one. Yeah. I th- I think I forget it went Gorenson, then Chalk, and then back to Gorenson, I think. Huh. Uh, of course, in Game of Thrones, Dario Naris yeah. was Ed Screen. Or, yeah, Ed Screen from, uh, De- what, Deadpool? Uh, he was replaced by Michael Wiesman. The The one that I really, really like was Arrested Development, um, which is uh, George Michael, the son, had a girlfriend, and everyone talked about how forgettable she was and never remembered her. So every episode, they replaced her with a new actress. <laughs> yeah, they it, w- just, it was the same girl a few times, but you're right. They would change her up. <laughs> just, wow. just because everyone yeah. was like, he'd be like, my girlfriend. They'd be like, you have a girlfriend? Like, yeah, you've met her. I don't remember her. And uh, then, like, it'd be that was such a great run. It eventually kind of, the one that you said was a few times is Mae Whitman. She was the final. That's so funny. Uh, <laughs> The uh, that '70s show, the the sister Lori, the hot sister, mm-hmm. was Lisa Robin oh, Kelly. Yeah. Um, she got into some drug problems and passed away actually a few years ago. It was after the show was off the air. It was replaced with Christina Moore because they wanted to help her through everything and didn't quite happen. Uh, big one, Alice from the Honeymooners was originally Pert Kelton and was uh, famously replaced with with Audrey Meadows, and she was the one that we actually know of from the Honeymooners. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cagney and Lacey. Why was Cagney she was, replaced? Uh, Cagney was replaced. No, no, no. She was in what? the the honeymooners. 
when, uh, seven episodes in or something. Why was she replaced? Oh, why was she replaced? Um, I don't think it was because she was too shrill, because <laughs> that would have been the different casting. I'm not sure. Just didn't – I didn't see. Because, of course, the show wasn't a huge hit at the time, so you don't right. know. She would have just been like, I'm a theater actor or something. And Cagney um, was uh, Meg Foster, and then it was from Cagney and Lacey, which is, again, you guess you can change the change out the main character of a show. Oh, and uh, Meg. Do you know who the voice of Meg was? Originally, it was Lacey Shape, Shabert, whatever. Nice. I'm not talking about the giant shark, by the way. I'm talking about from Family Guy. Yeah. And now it's Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis from That 70s Show. So, um, have you ever got? Those are some of the big. Ones have you guys ever seen? This is one of my. This one's kind of sad, and and I really love the show. Do you ever see the show Spartacus Blood and Sand? I think I think mm-hmm. it was on Stars, or one of those channels, and it was like three a couple episodes. It was very very well done. I I really enjoyed it. The original, the first season, Spartacus was played by um, Annie Whitfield, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I'm I'm watching it through. Yeah, he died. He got. He ended up getting cancer and he, he he passed away in 2011 but not knowing that at the time I, I started watching it when it was like two seasons in so I'm watching it and then I go on to season two episode one and it's a completely new person and I'm like what the hell's going on We're like oh this is another character okay cool and then they keep then they're calling him Spartacus and I'm like what wait a second what's going on and then, of course, it turns out that Andy Woodfield had had passed away because um, he he got um, I forgot what kind of cancer, but that was just so jarring. And it was I love that show. I thought it was very very well done. Lucy Lawless was in it, and she played a character that you would never expect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it was it was very very well done. But that was on my list, my original list when I was making my my top nineteen. Um, but I didn't use that one because it didn't quite fit into a tower our question <clears throat> okay well that is our episode for the week excellent yeah. um if you guys want to contact us you can check out gibby5podcast.com all of our stuff is there search gibby5podcast on facebook and instagram you can find us there pretty uh you can recognize our logo so just do that and uh most importantly uh leave a review and rate and review us on whatever podcast app you happen to be using, because we're on all of the ones I know. So, just leave us a review. And uh, we're big in Denmark and Fiji. Yeah, especially if you're in Denmark or Fiji. Shout out to Fiji. You know, you're out there. In my mind, we're they're playing our podcast as they're preparing for like a giant rugby match <laughs> over there. Fiji, come back! <laughs> and they're like listening to it just to get angry yeah. at our fact that we don't know much about Fiji. <laughs> Good water. So anyway. Or vegans. <laughs> yeah, probably not. No, I've, I've eaten a few vegans in my day. Delicious. They taste delicious. Yeah, very yummy. Yeah. Gra- grass-fed, as they say in the restaurant business. I do it with a little, a little, little fry bread on a taco kind of thing. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am a vegetarian. I only eat vegans. <laughs> <laughs> that is grass-fed. Okay, well, thank you for listening. Rob, do you have anything to say for yourself? Do I have anything to say? Yeah. Do I have anything to say? Yeah, do you? I'm I'm stalling. <laughs> <laughs> he does not. <laughs> By all. 